this Fantasy Premier League edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, the 26th of July, and we are here to launch our FPL League uh, for the season upcoming. I know a lot of people have been asking about it, um, and we're going to do some FPL strategy, um, maybe a little mock draft kind of thing, compare our team's uh, with our um, expert, we've got a guest expert tonight. That's exciting. Um, and also here is uh, Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. How are you doing? Oh, sorry, I thought you were calling me an expert for a minute, Malcolm. Baz, getting a little bit mixed up. Yeah, Malcolm, you know how I'm doing. I've recorded a lot of shows with you in the last 48 hours, and I'm a bit bored of telling you how unwell I am. Um, so let's <laughs> let's just gloss over that now. Barry's got the mad flu. Everybody, it's touch and go. We think we might lose him. Uh, we also discussed earlier on if he does die he's got absolutely nothing that he can give me that I can take off him he hasn't even got a set of decent golf clubs or anything you can like, have a lizard you can have the I don't want the lizard <laughs> or maybe uh, can I have a barbecue or like a smoker or something yeah I've I'll got take a barbecues yeah I'm not wishing this on you Baz understand but this is legally binding by the way so if you pop your clubs I'll smoke some stuff um <laughs> Uh, just before we get on to the FPL stuff, Baz, the, uh, the World Cup, the Women's World Cup pick show is still out covering, uh, it goes up Thursday, Friday's games as well. And I think we did all right today, Baz, we smashed the Canada Island game. The books had overreacted and we got the both teams to score, which has been a rarity in this tournament. And the over two and a half goals, I think you went two for three today, Baz, so uh, yeah, still going okay. Spain game, took the Spain handicap to win by five or more. That finished nice. five nil. Um, Japan game's a bit unlucky. I took Japan to win by three or more. They were 2 0 up early on in the first half, and then it just sort of fizzled out a bit that one. Uh, so, yeah, two from three, good start. But as you say, if people are uh, following the World Cup, then that episode is still out there, and we've still got all of the next 48 hours covered on that show. And uh, the summer series continues as well. The, uh, the Brent- Brentford Brighton kicks off in about 25 minutes. Um, there's been loads of goals in that. Both teams to score looks like free money. Um, but if it's a little bit short. Both teams to score with three corners each team. It's uh, five to four, Baz. A little special on Skybet. Um, so I'll be getting amongst that. And then Newcastle play Chelsea. We've got a couple of our listeners out in Atlanta. Um, Joe Dollar messaged us before with his um, It's Called Soccer t-shirt on, uh, which made me giggle. He's off to the Atlanta game. Um, the doubleheader, Brentford, Brighton, and then Newcastle-Chelsea um, will take place in the small hours. I'll watch that over breakfast this morning. Um, but tonight is all about Fantasy Premier League. We'll give our league details out in a moment. But, Baz, we don't have to do the heavy lifting tonight because we've got a man who can. Um, joining us from somewhere in Germany, via America and Scotland, uh, we think, judging by the accents, um, it's Mr Ewan Leaf. Ewan, good evening. How are you? Good evening, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, we're absolutely delighted to have you. Um, right, first thing you need to do is clear up like, where you're from? What's going on? So we know you work at Roto Baller. We know you do a lot. Roto Baller doing an awful lot of FPL content. Like, me and Barry have been doing some Premier League preview shows. It's been quite a lot of work. 
man, the amount of FPL stuff that's coming out of Roto Baller has been absolutely brilliant. So just give us a little bit about uh, how you, your career, your, how you found yourself where you are, what you do, your socials, what the uh, what Roto Baller does, everything we need to know you in before we can move on with our lives. Uh, yeah, I mean, you said you only have 40 minutes, so I'll try and, try and keep it shorter <laughs> than that. Um, but yeah, born in Scotland, dad in the oil business, moved from the North Sea from Aberdeen uh, all the way to Houston. I uh, grew up an Astros fan, still, uh, still there, so good times there. But yeah, got married, moved up to Colorado, been in the TV business for a long time. I've uh, been to four Olympics with NBC covering the Olympics. Uh, and then they moved East Coast. I went freelance. Wife got a job in Germany. And now I'm here. So, yeah. That's, that's outstanding. That. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of a world traveler there. And then, yeah, just uh, really picked up with Rotoballer once I moved over here. I've been doing basketball, baseball, football, soccer, F1 a little bit. So, yeah, I'm kind of all over the map, but focusing on baseball this year and FPL, we're really trying to get up there with the written content. There's not a lot of American websites that are kind of focused on FPL as far as the written content goes. So trying to get more Americans involved in this great game. I didn't quite realize. Fits in lovely with what we're doing because as Malcolm said to you before we went on air, the, the, the majority of our listeners are American. And, and you know, we are launching a league and a bit more fantasy content from us this season. So we're hoping to to also drag a lot more Americans into the fantasy Premier League because it is massive across the world now, isn't it? Sort of yeah, 12, 12 million, million people played now. last year. Yeah, something. I think it hit 13 million. Um, I'm sure we had an American winner came number one not long ago as well. Um, so yeah, yeah I think it, it was two, two years ago. Yeah. So, you know, there's players out there, but definitely room for growth in the American market, I think. Yeah, I didn't realise just how much FPL content and content creators they were out there until we started following a few on our Twitter page. Um, man, there's a lot. It's a busy, uh, it's a busy area for for people, and um, it's only going to get bigger and bigger as well. So I think you've done the right thing. You and uh, we were. I was looking around for a an FBL expert to come on, and I saw you on Twitter, and I knew your name somewhere, and then it just so happened. I was playing you that week in the British Baseball Fantasy League. Um, I smashed you. If, is that, I mean, just get it. Uh, the only reason I, I said went, that sentence is so I can point that out. Yeah, yeah, well, just in case you did forget, I um, I absolutely ruined you. Uh, you would, But, um, yeah, so I was thinking, why do I know you and Leith's name? And then, yeah, I was playing you in the British uh, Baseball Fantasy League. So it's a... It's a weird little um, conjunction that we found a, a, a baseball fantasy playing American living in Germany uh, who can come and talk FPL with us. I'm all for it. We're all for this. If the, uh, the, the network let me do baseball picks, uh, so we're all for you coming on here. And one of the most disappointing things I've seen so far, Ewan, is that you have a Liverpool top on. Do you want to explain yourself? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, seven-year-old Ewan watching 1998 World Cup as Scotland got dumped by Morocco, so didn't have a lot to watch in the <laughs> knockout round there. Uh, fell in love with uh, Michael Owen's classic goal from that World Cup. My dad was oh, a Man United yeah. fan. My uncle was a Liverpool fan, so I thought, oh, maybe I'll just piss off my dad a little bit and be a Liverpool fan. <laughs> oh, that would do later, it, like Still here. Yeah, yeah, he did. So Yeah, if yes. you ever do listen to our show, we do. We're not big fans of Liverpool, 
they're high on the list. Manchester United and Liverpool are probably the two teams that get the most stick. But wait, because we're equal opportunities DJs, it doesn't mean we're not happy to uh, to have a bet on them. Like when Liverpool beat Manchester United seven 0 this year, that was one of the, our favourite days of the year. Like um, we're quite happy to uh, we're just bitter and twisted Newcastle fans because we've had nothing to cheer on forever. So we just take pleasure in other people's misery. Um, Although things might be changing, hopefully, for, for the Magpies. So we'll get onto that in a little while as well. Did you go to the Liverpool game the other night? The, was it the Gruta Firth game? I didn't go to the Gruta game. That was supposed to be behind closed doors, but when I watched it, there were plenty of fans there. But I was at the Carlsruhe game, the uh, first one. Ah, okay. Last Wednesday. So. Nice. And do you, do you follow a German team? Do you get to any Bundesliga at all? Um, the local team here, Stuttgart, is in the Bundesliga. Uh, they've had some narrow escapes, so they're still there for now. But um, I went to my first game this year with uh, it was Dortmund versus Freiburg, and that is an, an unreal atmosphere. Yeah, it looks yeah, good. I went to uh, Dortmund a few years back, um, and, and we got tickets in the yellow wall in the stand. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, and we had a game where Dortmund went 2-1 down and came back, won it 3-2 late on. So it was the perfect game strip, script for a, an absolutely amazing atmosphere. But absolutely recommend Dortmund to anybody for a football travelling experience. It was was absolutely something else. I love that, Baz. Um, right, OK, we're going to get stuck into some FPL strategy. Um, once I've told you about our uh, Patreon page, Wage in the Wall, as always, at SGPN against corporate gambling. Um Loads of exclusive content, contests and merch just for our patrons. Uh, the monthly SGP Stories podcast is an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs. You need to head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Captain Sainos popped his head up and said, oh, aye, aye, Captain. Um, extra um, SGP and DGEN points for you, Captain, for issuing the baseball show tonight. Uh, because we're going live against my other... Uh, I'm double parking tonight, Baz. Um, Moonaf and Lonty and the boys are throwing out baseball picks on the other channel. Um, I should I should have tried hijacking their channel for the second time in a week, but uh, either Captain Cena was double parking as well, watching two shows, which is a good effort. Um, but we do appreciate it, Captain. Um, right, Ewan. I'll tell you what I'll do first. I will. So, we're, Listener League, I'll throw out the deets for our Listener League. Um, the code is... Um, it's, I mean, if, if you are new to it, we, we did a bit of an idiot's guide a couple of weeks ago, uh, but it's just all run through the Premier League website, premierleague.com. Um, click on join a league and you'll get asked for a code. Our code is um, CVVQAB. That is uh, Coventry, Valencia, Valencia, Queen's Park, Rangers, Arsenal, Bournemouth. Um, I've gone with a full... I mean, Queen's Park Rangers is confusing there. That CVV, <laughs> sorry? That could catch a few people out. Yeah, people shoehorning an extra pig in an R in. Well, was that the Queen of the South? I can't think of any other football teams to start with the Cubas. Anyone? Trivia time? Quebec must have a team, surely. I don't All know. right. Coventry, Valencia, Valencia, Quebec, Arbroath, Barcelona. Um, £150 in cash. Um, some merch from the merch store. I've got my SGP top on, looking good. Um, and the egg in a cup cup will be up for grabs. Um, so, yeah, get across there. The only rules we've got are in before the season starts and we throw out the moral obligation that you go and like and rate and review some of our 
Salinas somewhere. So, uh, you and I'll be expecting to see your name in that league. General strategy, Ewan. Now, you can't win the thing in the first few weeks, but I think you could probably lose it in the first few weeks. So, as a general strategy, what's your when you sit down, what's your starting point? Uh, well, this year it's Erlen Holland. That's the starting point. Yeah, that's an excellent 14, starting point. 14 million, uh, probably still underpriced. I think it's the most expensive player in the game ever. Uh, I think there's been a couple of other guys that have been 14 million, but uh, yeah, guy was unbelievable. So start there, and then you have 86 million pounds to get 14 other players. So that's where you want to start for sure. And I've seen loads of, again, I was surprised at the amount of content there is when I've been looking around. And I saw I've been loads of people who said, you must use this template. If you don't use this template, you can't win. If you don't use these certain players, if you don't use Brian and Buemo and Sven Botman and uh, Jordan Pickard, these are the only players that are going to allow you to pick a winning team. So, and that to me, I sort of shy away from that. I think I'll do my own thing. So is there a, is there a winning strategy? Is there a winning template or... I mean, are you probably just for how would how would your the content you're creating these team previews? So, what what form of that is that taking in terms of strategy? So, we're really just trying to highlight like a defender, a midfielder, or a forward that new FPL players can kind of get towards. But there are certain guys you want to avoid. Personally, you just mentioned Jordan Pickford. I'm not super sold on him. Deitch ball seems to get a little bit overblown for me. Um, but yeah, like Sven Botman, Newcastle guy, but they, you guys have some tough fixtures to begin the year. So not sure how many clean sheets you'll get there. So yeah, like you're saying, a lot of people like to tout the template, but those kind of like the Pickford, the Botman, the Embuemo kind of guys, those are maybe guys you can go against at the beginning of the year, but you just don't want to, like you're saying, you don't want to, sink your ship so early in the year like going against Holland he's 86% owned in the game right now just just take it be boring and uh live another day yeah I remember totally uh with Mo Salah two years ago just refusing to put him in and he scored a gazillion point you're laughing at this you remember this Baz don't you because I just I refused him very well because he's stubborn uh, yeah well, I'm, I'm stupid the tempo but yeah you're right because if you don't have Holland, I think this year, you I, you can't win, I wouldn't have thought. No. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you've got to do it, and then you play. And by the way, we, we said on our Idiot's Guide to by the middle of the season, everyone will have the same six or seven players. And then you find, it, where, they, where's your differentials? Your differentials come yeah. in, your captain in, and your extra three or four. I mean, Baz, you do okay at this, so do you take much notice of these, these templates or these must-haves? Or <laughs> Well... I can tell you I've made my first draft today. I, I uh, put an auto-pick team in a few weeks ago. I made my first draft today, and I can't tell you I've got Pickford and Buemo and Botman in my lineup. <laughs> I mean, Botman, as you say, Newcastle have got terrible fixtures first four, so Botman will fill the bench. But but from that point, I will want Newcastle, the fixtures turn from week five, um, and Botman's a, a cheap way in to a defence that was pretty good. Um, I mean, this time last year, nobody had Newcastle uh, to start with. Roll forward a few weeks and everybody had Trippier and by the end of the season Trippier was in almost every team and Almiron made an appearance in a lot of teams last season so it is a case that you know the, the template is what it is now um, but it will quickly change 
but it's being able to react to that quickly as well. When you see the likes of Trippier and Almiron or the two that spring to mind last year, you have to jump in quick. And similar with players like Mbwemo, it might quickly work out that he's not going to be the man. Um, and then you have to get out of it quick because, uh, as we know, there are price changes to, to factor in. But Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing I didn't really understand was that the old everyone's must-haves. The, the, the must-haves because of what they did last season, but they weren't must-haves at the start of the season, so it's just really, really not that simple. No one expected, you say, Almiron to go on that mad tear. And then, if you'd stuck with him, he would have absolutely sunk your team in the second half because he didn't score as many goals. He was left on the bench. Same with Trippier. Uh, Trippier was an absolute cash cow earlier on and then later on in the season um, as Newcastle kept a few few clean sheets. Um, Brighton would be another prime example. Nobody had Brighton players in their team at the start of last season. By the end of it, everyone had three Brighton in because you, you had yeah, to have Estepinion or um, you know Ncisi or McAllister, Solly March, Mitoma, Ferguson. There were so many options and they were so cheap. And, and that's the thing is getting those cheap players who are scoring well enables you to have your two or three premium players to, to sort of build around. Uh, but it's, it's identifying them as the season goes on. Because at this point, you know, we are basing it a lot on, on last season stuff. But there'll be new players who are, who come come out of the woodwork and, and it's been able to react quickly to to get them involved. So what about like the stars and scrubs then? Or I'll, I'll punt my bench is a big thing. Do you want players on your bench who are going to play? Because I'll often just find four, four million pound players. I mean, is that a good thing or a bad thing? How would you How do you set yours up? Um, so at the beginning of the year when there's no European football, I think you kind of can invest more in your starting 11, but once like Europa League, I mean, Aston Villa, I think they play their first Europa League qual or Europa Conference Cup qualifier in between game week two, game week three. So that's a little tricky there, but for the other bigger teams like Newcastle who are in Champions League, congrats, um, to that, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can you can kind of wait a little bit longer, so rotations will be settled. But once you get to like around wild card time, you might want to just have a couple of people on your bench that you can play every week because that fixture congestion around Christmas time injuries start happening. So you do want some coverage for sure. That is a really good point. You see, I would never have considered that. It does make absolutely sense that teams are going to play the strongest eleven when they're playing one game a week early on. And then when it hits, that yeah, there's going to be some re- rotation, so you need that safety net uh, off your bench, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. I'm going to write that down. Um, Barry, I know you had um, more more, more things you wanted to know from you. In, uh... and I think you covered a few of them. Um, I, I mean, I, I was going to ask, how long have you been playing the game, Ewan? Uh, honestly, only a few years, but like it's been, it's honestly like I used to be dead set and fantasy American football was my yeah. first love, but it has just totally FPL has took t- taken over my life. It's uh, very sure. unhealthy. So do you have a target each year for, for where you'd like to finish? Uh, well, I always want to improve on last, last year's rank. So I did that, but um, I'm really trying to get into that top 10 K one year. I've never, never done it. Uh, you know, a couple of decisions here or there could have gone differently, but yeah, we're we're getting there slowly but surely. 
I think I've got three top 10k finishes down here. Have you? Tell me that. Why are we wasting our time with you in when we could have just had you one? Uh, I know. To be fair, it, <laughs> those, those top 10k finishes were um, many years back where we probably had four or five million and, and far less content. So I think it was definitely easier if you're going back to you know, 2014s, 15s, things like that. It was easier to break that top 10K. There's far more engaged players and a lot more content out there now. Um, so I think, I think you know, top 100K is a really, really good finish now. Uh, I say that because I had two of them in the last two years. Um, but, I mean, top 100K puts you in the top 1% of all players. Yeah. Um, so if you can hit, I'm the same as you though. I mean, I'd love, a top 10K would, would probably see me win all of my cash leagues, and that's the most important thing. Um, whereas a top 100K puts me right in the area where I, where I could compete for it. So that similar to you, sort of, you have that goal. I think top 10K, it's, it's the top sort of 0.1% of the the league. It's yeah. um, it's a good target to aim for, but it's it, it gets harder so every tough. year yeah. because it grow, the, the, the pool of players grows every year. But mm-hmm. the resources that are available to people now, um, you know, there's so many sort of planners and fixture tickers and the content, the podcast, everything is there to give the tools are there to give people a, a real chance of, uh, you know, performing well in it. So, do you play many cash leagues and stuff then, Ewan? Uh, not, not a lot. I do. I try to limit that. I'm pretty spread across a lot of fantasy sports. So uh, try yeah. to spread the wealth there or the, the uh, expenses sometimes if the season goes poorly. So... But, so how are you? Yeah, definitely. Do you feel um, fairly settled on your team that you've got at the moment, or do you think there'll be a lot more changes from the, the start? Well, we haven't come I mean, to, we'll get to that shortly, but yeah, we're in the dangerous point of the preseason where if I listen to too much podcasts or write about a player too much, I just instantly switch him into my team. But yeah, um, but the preseason game starting now. I think I saw Flacken was in goal for Brentford tonight. So he's a 4.5 million keeper. I think a lot of people are in on instead of yeah. Brentford or instead of Pickford, sorry. But he, uh, yeah, Flecken plays for Brentford now and they produced uh, David Rea who scored the most points at the goalkeeper position. So Brentford seems to be a pretty good option to get a goalkeeper 4.5. You can get some savings there over like a Ramsdale or a Nick Pope or uh, Adderson kind of, Guy. So that might be a cheap way to spread more money up in the point scoring area of the midfield and the forward. Yeah, what I like you just that, said that there is, about. I'm sorry, uh, Flecken. Um, it, he will come in for me if David Raya gets sold and, and isn't playing, um, because for a four and a half million option, I think he will be better than Pickford. Um, we talked about this the other day on the show about how it's not all just about clean sheets necessarily. It's getting those save points and the bonus points that come with it. Um, and as you say, if David Raya can top score last year as a goalkeeper, Flecken could be a really, really good option at four and a half million, couldn't he? Um, what you just said, you about the, the more you listen to stuff, the more you change your team around. That is absolutely my kryptonite. And it, it happens with FPL. It happens with fantasy, NFL, baseball. I listen to a podcast. They, they'll tell me to pick up a two-star Oakland pitcher and I'll just put them in my team and they'll concede 32 runs in seven innings. Um, horse racing, the same. If I listen to every t- turn of the page of the horse racing newspaper, I'll change my mind when we're at Cheltenham or something. And yeah, I really stick to my guns and I've been better at this since we started. 
the, the show buzz, um, making picks sort of on a Thursday night, betting them, absolutely fine. Um, I need to stop being, being a little, uh, being as flaky as I am uh, and just taking everything on board that I see. Um, so yeah, yeah we're going to... Some, sometimes trusting your own judgment isn't I'm exactly the same as what you said, Ewan. I, I registered just to get my league set up and things like that. Yeah. I put a, a, an auto-pick team in two weeks ago and never looked at it until today and never really looked at much content until today for exactly that reason. I don't want to get involved now because there's still a lot of pre-season to come. Um, I would prefer to look at it two or three days before the start of the season and then yeah. really set my mind where I want to go because you you will just get influenced over and over again. For It could drive you mad for weeks where I'd rather just pick it up a couple of days before the season, to be honest. Yeah, that was my biggest swing of the year last year. I went on, I was kind of like stuck in the rut of the template after like when Brighton got all those double game weeks last year. It was like, oh, everyone had triple Brighton. Nope, like you couldn't make any moves. Uh, I went on vacation for two weeks and at the last second I was like, oh, crap, the deadline's coming along. I brought in Callum Wilson. I captained him for his infamous 48 points and that was my biggest swing of the season. So sometimes (laughs) just like, Getting away from with your gut. the content yeah. can just like refresh your brain and just like because Alexander Isaac was the X minutes king and stuff. It was like he'll get the most minutes, but it's like Callum Wilson scored like five goals in the previous three games. Like I'll just get him. Like sometimes it's yeah. just that simple. So yeah, if, if if you're relatively new to the game, there are definitely things you just mentioned there, double game weeks and things like that. Um, so if you're relatively new to the game and you're playing uh, with us for the first time this year, they're the sort of things that we will cover on the show because. You do need to understand the rules of the game. I wrote an article on uh, SGPN last year about fantasy baseball. And rule number one was understand the rules of the game. Whether And I know in baseball it's different because there's different formats, uh, whether it's Roto or points or whatever. But in this league, if you don't, don't play a triple captain in week one, people will do it. Um, you need to save up these double games. You need to save your chips. You need to save your wild cards. So they're the kind of things that we will help and talk you through. Ewan's going to walk us through um, the rest of his initial draft. Uh, Megan Basil chirp up if we've got some uh, similar players or real departures. And once I've told you um, about underdog fantasy, uh, the NFL season right around the corner, underdog picking uh, is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. And uh, there's loads of markets over there as well. Plenty of opportunities to win their daily MLB contests. Um, make sure to end the best ball mania for where first place gets $1 million. If you head to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN, you'll get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, you went from the top then. Uh, you told us you stuck uh, Flecking in. Um, me and Baz did a Brentford preview last night. Barry was talking Flecking up as well. Um, so, yeah, walk us through um, the, the, the rest of your your initial draft uh, and Baz if you want to jump in at any point uh, feel free but yeah hit us you in alright well first off I have to apologise to you I lied I've got Onana the newest signing for Man United <laughs> in goal right now so uh, yeah Flecken might get in there eventually but 5 million for Onana and then uh, Ariola at 4 million uh, there sounds like he might win the job over Fabianski so I'm just going to stick him in there for now but I think I uh, saw he wasn't with the team for their initial preseason game, but he's there now. Uh, on the back line, I've got my main man, Trent. Short-haired Trent is back, guys. I don't know if you heard. You saw the Twitter pictures. <laughs> he's back. Everybody loves him. So. Is that key? Eight, 
yeah, it's short here, Trent. He's back. So uh, eight million there. He had a little bit of a down year last year. Uh, first two preseason games, he's played the six, which has been a little uh, disencouraging for FPL. But if he gets back to that hybrid role where he really took off at the end of last year, eight million is going to look like so underpriced. And I've got Gabriel for Arsenal. He came in with, I think it was the third most expected goals last year for a defender. And yeah, Arsenal pretty solid. They've got really nice fixtures to begin the year. So definitely a good pick there. With But maybe Zinchenko would be another option. Um, I think he's maybe not healthy right now. So kind of up in the air with that last Arsenal spot. And then Purvis Estupinan for Brent, uh, Brighton. He was amazing. 17 points last year at Arsenal in that double game week. And I've got Bayer and Pau as the newest signing for Aston Villa. To complete the back line, this is a three-five-two right now, but we'll see. That seems to be the popular. Your your first, you, you're going to start three-five-two, starting with Estepinian, Gabriel, and Alexander Arnold. Yes, I co-signed that. I've got the exact same three oh, okay. in my lineup <laughs> as it stands. I don't have an honor, although I did have an honor at one point. Uh, I was half a million pounds short, and that's why I've ended up with Pickford at the moment. Uh, yeah. I thought an honor at five million is a, a a, a real good good option um, and he's one you can stick you just set and forget that won't you and, and if Ariola does come in at 4 million as a starting goalkeeper then then he's a nice one to have on the bench everyone will have him as their second keeper if he does pick up that yeah, stop exactly. um, in fact most people will have him anyway on the off chance that he does get it at any point because uh, a lot of people will go with that approach won't they of, of a, a set and forget keeper uh, and a 4 million yeah. Bench bench warmer. Um, as the season goes on, I know it gets more into um, scenarios where people like like to keep a rotation. You know, if you can get two who sort of rotate well with fixtures. Uh, but initially, I think a lot of people will go with a similar approach to you, um, where we'll be looking at you know one yeah. keeper and, and, and roll. I think with I that. find with FPL, there's so many decisions at that deadline every week that if I have two rotating goalkeepers, I just know on Saturday afternoon I'm going to be banging my head against the wall so yeah. if i can uh go there but usually i find i do the 4.5 price point for a goalie is always the sweet spot i always kind of regret going higher like i'm definitely not going to yeah. go with a 5.5 guy but for now onana i think man united had uh, most clean sheets last year so and he's supposed to be he could be a bonus point magnet in this eric ten hog system so if yeah, united get a clean sheet onana I generally always start with a four and a half, but I don't mind doing honour at all. So, yeah, I've started very similar to you. My my other two defenders was Botman. As I say, he's there very much for when Newcastle fixtures change. And, and I think I will want to get involved in Newcastle at that point. And I've gone for Chilwell um, as my other one. But that suggests to me um, your midfield or your attack is going to be stronger than mine because you've went for a sort of bit of bench yeah, Chilwell's... Um, with, Chil- with your yeah. defender. Yeah, but yeah, Chilwell's definitely in my thoughts. He might be an option after to switch to from Trent. If Liverpool don't look too hot to begin the year, I think Chelsea's fixtures really turn on that game week three and they kind of take off from there. So Chilwell's definitely probably going to climb in price, so that'll be good for you. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Chilwell's first game against Liverpool, so he'll probably be on my bench. But then Chelsea, I've got some nice fixtures. I wanted some exposure to Chelsea. Um, Yeah. But I really don't know where to go with the forwards. I know there's a lot of people have, have, have picked Nkunku. Um, 
And Reese James is obviously the other option on the other side, but I just can't get Reese James right. I bring him in, he does nothing. You leave him out, uh, and, and he goes off. Uh, I can't get him right, so I'll stick with Chilwell for now. But uh, it, again, it's one that may change. Interesting, you mentioned possibly moving off uh, Trent Arnold at some point, uh, and and that's very much in my thoughts. If it becomes a point where he's not going over and above and beyond what James or Chilwell or even Trippier, you, you know, Trippier's one and a half million cheaper than. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, eight million is a big price, isn't it? it? I don't think we've ever had an eight million defender, uh, but if anyone can justify it, it is Trent Alexander-Arnold, isn't he? Yeah. So I'm quite pleased with myself at this point coming into this goal because I've managed. I've got Gabriel and Estepina uh, in my team, so you two have uh, backed me up a little bit. However, as I was just, just talking about the, the Mo Salah thing earlier on, I can't put Trent in. Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to be my Mo Salah for this year. I, I and it's a football decision which I probably shouldn't be making in FPL because I just don't think that transition into centre midfield is going to work for him. Um, so I left him out to save some money elsewhere. Um, and yeah, John Stones would be my starting um, defender. Funnily enough, another one who was kind of transitioning in midfield, but Man City do keep more than their uh, share with clean sheets. I've got Botman on the bench and I've got uh, Colwell uh, for Levi Colwell for Chelsea. Um, on the bench, I think he'll come in later on. But yeah, a fairly similar start. So not a million miles away, but um, I took the risk of leaving Trent out to leave me some money elsewhere. Um, you and go forward into your midfield then. Who have you got? Uh, yeah, the most painful omission for me is no Mo Salah in this draft right now, which stings quite a bit after he's been so good to us in FPL over the years. But I've got uh, starting from most expensive is Rashford. Uh, United just... Looking pretty good in the preseason. Rashford was like amazing last year. He just he was what was he seven mil or six and a half million to start the year? Seven million, yeah. kind of Raheem Sterling vibes for this year. I'm not entirely sure. Like you were talking about Baz with your Chelsea exposure, kind of wondering if that is a route to go. Uh, I got Bakayo Saka for Arsenal, Martinelli for Arsenal as well. I'll go with a double up there. So Arsenal triple up with Gabriel Martinelli and Saka. Phil Foden starting to buy the hype there. KDB's yeah, injured. Like They're losing players left and right. No, Mares. It's uh, starting to believe, but I don't know. It could be one night out with Jack Grealish away from getting benched for another six games. So that's always tough. And then my last guy here in the 3-5-2 is uh, Mbuemo. Because <laughs> I think without Tony there, he could be that kind of talismanic attacking guy and he's kind of out of position last year he was a forward this year he's a midfielder and it sounds like he's going to be on penalties as well so that's always key okay, in FPL yeah. yeah so I mean I've got a few uh, similar similar ones in there for me I've gone with Bruno Fernandes over Rashford uh, saving of half a million um, not much between the two I, I think possibly would have preferred Rashford, but literally that half a million wasn't there for me. I've went for Ford. I think Ford at seven and a half million is a great price um, with Gundogan um, and Mares moving on. There's yeah. more opportunities now for Ford and to be playing more regular. I mean, even last season, you know, you think back last season, you think Ford missed a hell of a lot of time. He still scored 144 points and only yeah, started. It was a career high, right? I think. Yeah. He only started 22 games. So it doesn't need that much of an uptake to push him towards the 200-point mark this season. I think at 7.5 million, 
comes in considerably cheaper than the you know the Arsenal players you've mentioned and uh, the likes of Rashford and Bruno. So I've gone for Bruno, Fernandez, Foden, Saka. I think as you said, you've got to have three Arsenal at this stage because the Arsenal fixtures just look really nice to start the season. Um, I've got Embuemo as well. Uh, I didn't find a way into Chelsea attacking wise. I just feel like I want to watch a bit of Chelsea. They were so far off last season, and, and we've talked about this on our other shows. It's a long way back for Chelsea to get back to where they were. And, and Pochettino's a great manager, but I'm not sure it's going to be an immediate bounce back to challenging for the top four for Chelsea. Um, and I just I, I want to watch them and see who who sort of comes out and sort of grabs the reins for them. So, so it could be Sterling, it could be Nkunku. Um, but at the moment, I felt like leaving Chelsea alone from an attacking prospect. Uh, but I wanted another Brighton player in. Uh, and I went with Enciso. Um A lot of people will prefer March or Matoma. Uh, but Enciso is a million pound cheaper. Um, he had seven goal contributions in seven starts last season. Um, he only really started getting more action towards the end of the season and finished really, really strongly. And I think he can start really strongly this year. And at a million pound saving, uh, I think he can sort of push them for similar sort of scores. Um, but yeah, I think Brighton again, they've got good fixtures to start the season. Uh, and I wanted at least one of their attacking options in there. So for me, yeah, Bruno Fernandes, Foden, Saka, Mbwemo and Enciso. Yeah, yeah we have one, a great pick. Yeah, well, we had one of our correspondents on doing a pre-season preview last night, gave out NCSO for the most assists in the Premier League at 125 to 1. Uh, it's a little bit of a speculative one. So if that translates, he's going to score Ambitious. some points. Yeah. Um, my, I was nearly with you, Baz. Bruno Fernandes, uh, Foden and Saka. I can't pick Rashford, Ewan. I don't like him. I think he's rubbish. <laughs> I know, and I, I have a right paddy about this every week. I end up sort of stamping my feet and sort of uh, gnashing my teeth. Uh, yeah, he's rubbish, so we'll leave him out. Um, I've ended up with Jobalai. Is that how we're saying it? Sobaslai. Uh, uh, is that? Oh, I'd say Sobaslai. Sobaslai, yeah. I watched the the shirt reveal of him saying his name about 15 times, and I think was like, 12 different pronunciations. So um, I wanted some Liverpool players because I think they're going to score millions of goals. I think they'll concede millions too, but um, whether or not he starts, he's a, he's kind of a placeholder at the minute because there are gazillions of options um, for in that price range in midfield. But yeah, again, not a million miles away. My fifth one, he was sitting on the bench, is uh, Joe Linton because he's just the greatest footballer in the world. Um, I'd say similar, you mentioned Liverpool. He gets amongst it. I, I don't know what... I mean, Sobersly played an attacking role for Leverkusen, didn't he? Uh, and, and had lots of goal involvements there. And again, I just want to see where he fits in with Liverpool. Um, and, and, and it is a, a big regret. And the thing I don't like most about my team is I haven't got any Liverpool attacking options at the moment. Um, so Mo Salah just can't fit in my team. And it might be by the start of the season that I do go with Salah. Um, it'll mean sacrificing Trent um, and making a sacrifice somewhere else to try and get there. Um, but yeah, beyond Salah, it's just hard to know, is it going to be Darwin Nunes or Gakpo from one week to the next? You don't know. And on the left-hand side, is it Jota or is it Luis Diaz? And at the moment, that's that's a bit of an unknown. Um, Sobersly probably will nail down a starting place, but again, just wanted to sort of watch that. But I hate the fact that, you know, and I won't like at start of the season, if I start the season with no Liverpool players, um, 
that that will be uncomfortable or, or no attacking Liverpool shaped players, I should say. Yeah, I think the thing with Liverpool is like that first game. If the first game wasn't against Chelsea, I think a lot of us would have more of them in there. We're kind of like yeah. after last season, it was like, Ugh. but I think if they come out and smash Chelsea, we are going to be like tearing up our teams and trying to get Salah and Trent and Jota and like everyone that we can I think possibly. The good thing is, though, they're, they're, you know, beyond Salah, most of them are, are achievable. Um, you know, you can move from a Foden or a Fernandez or a Saka um, to players like Darwin Nunes, Gakpo, um, Jota, Diaz, because they're all in that seven and a half to eight million yeah. bracket. So I think if you've got lots of players in that sort of price range, then then there's flexibility there to to sort of pivot and, and move to Liverpool at a later point. Salah's the, the, the difficulty. You know? If you don't start the season with Salah, you're not going to find an easy way to get him in is the problem. It's going to be a two or three transfer to to make it work. And and that's what concerns me the most is if Salah does start strongly, how do I get to him until uh, without waiting for a wild card to come along? Um, so, yeah, that, that's more of a challenge. Whereas, you know, the likes of Darwin and stuff, you can, you can move from a, you know, a Jesus or a Watkins or, or whatever to, to Darwin Nunes easy enough. Yeah. One so, of the first, teams I built was with Salah and Holland and Trent and it was very scarce on the fringes but yeah. it was really nice to have the comfort that I can move to anyone else in the game after game week one after game week two so that was kind of comforting um, I think that's why I always like to leave 0.5 in the bank yes after Give game week one just so you have to make that instant transfer last year I started with uh, Kane instead of Holland and then after game week one, I saw his price was going to rise on like one of those sites overnight. And I was like, I just got to go. I got to go now. I got to get him. And because I had that 0.5 in the bank, I was able to get to Holland. The people that waited, Kane went down 0.1. Holland went up 0.1. So they had to use a hit in game week two just to get him in immediately or wait another week. So that's always yeah. something I try to do in game week one is leave that 0.5 just in case. The thing is, is, as you say, if you can start with Holland, Salah and Trent, you're locking in almost 700 points for the season, guaranteed, from those three players. Um, and it's a good starting point um, to have. But as you say, it's then making the sacrifices when you can't get players in like Saka and uh, Foden and, and, and a strong... I think if, if City's fixtures weren't so easy, we would maybe have more of a debate about who we could captain. But it seems like Holland's going to be the answer for the first six to eight game weeks. And it's like, if you're not captain in Mo Salah at 12 and a half million every week, can that be better spread around? Like, are you going to get more points that way? Especially with yeah, I mean, Liverpool's fixtures a, a little up and down. Salah becomes a real option in week two, I think. Are they home to Bournemouth? Burnley, maybe is it Bournemouth? Yeah, I mean, that's the, the one that stands out. Whereas if you've got... Salah and Haaland, that, that, that week is a dilemma. Um, yeah. 9-0 last year, but Salah did not have an attacking <laughs> return. Um, and obviously Man City have got Newcastle United that week, so it'll be a tough one for, for Man City, obviously. So who's the rest of your uh, from the three then? You already mentioned Haaland. I think it turns out you boys do know more than me about this. <laughs> I'm just sitting here <laughs> scratching and thinking, oh shit, I'm going to have to concentrate much more than I'd figured. Um, so yeah, Haaland is an old brainer. Um, who have you... Yeah got um, up front with him, Ewan? 
Yeah, so I think because I went Trent at the back, I don't have the money I want up front to go to one of those 8 million forwards like an Ollie Watkins or a Gabriel Jesus or an Nkuku that you guys were mentioning earlier. So I've got Evan Ferguson here for Brighton at 6 million. He was, he's mighty impressive. He just looks like he is going to take the world by storm. The problem is, could it be a year too early? Maybe. It's just like, the Zerbi kind of was taking him on and off the pitch. He might just be like a 59-minute man, which is once you get to 60 minutes in FPL, you get that extra point. Ferguson I mean, seems like a really well back now. With, you know, he still gets yeah. trotted out a lot for Brighton, but he's you know he's yeah, got yeah. the days where his minutes start getting limited. They have and he looked pretty good in that well, preseason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against so. Chelsea, he had a couple of good shots. So, but. And then, yeah, and then uh, the four, just the 4.5 million dead spot for me right now. Just bench fodder, can't do anything else. Uh, I think I've got Surridge, but he just went to Nashville. So probably be like a Chris yeah. Archer. I feel like I always start with Chris Archer as my 4.5 million forward. So keep that tradition alive. Yeah, so I've got I've got Haaland, obviously. Uh, I've got Gabriel Jesus to, to triple up. Uh, obviously, you've, you've gone triple Arsenal elsewhere with Martinelli. In midfield, but I've gone for Gabriel Jesus at this stage. I was tempted with Ollie Watkins, um, but it's the fixtures to start with. Um, and again, I think Jesus is is an easy one to pivot from if I want to once the Arsenal get past those initial really really favourable fixtures. Um, if I want to change to a Nunes or a Gakpo or Watkins, then yeah. options are there. Uh, Callum Wilson, Isak, people like that will come into play. And I think that eight million, if you've got that eight million forward, that there is a lot of flexibility there to, to move around from week to week. Um, and then I've, I've really spent more than I need to um, on my third striker, which is Vinicius uh, at Fulham, uh, based on the, the assumption that Mitrovic won't be there next season. And <laughs> yeah. Vinicius may get some attacking returns. But um, to be fair, I think I'm, 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 I'm strong enough in midfield where I'm expecting to play that midfield pretty much every week, three, five, two. Uh, so there probably won't be much room for Vinicius. So he, it's, it's what I've got my eye on at the moment. My bench is, is has probably got too much value. I, I'm not going down Malcolm's route of having three non-starting defend, uh, you know, on the bench. I, I like to have a, a bench that plays or at least two of them that, that play. And at the moment I've got Botman, Vinicius and Chilwell sitting there, which is far too strong really. So that's, that's where I could to try and get to Salah by, Downgrading Trent Alexander-Arnold, downgrading uh, Vinicius and possibly Botman, and that that might help me. But uh, yeah, so at the moment for me, it's Gabriel Jesus and Haaland up front with, with Vinicius as a as a backup option. Well, I had plenty of money left because I didn't have Trent, uh, which enabled me to take Darwin Nunes. Uh, I am a big Darwin Nunes truther. Um, I think I think he's loads of fun. Um, and I think, like I said, I fancy Liverpool to score a ton of goals this year. Um, and Darwin Nunes, I think, could have an outstanding season. And I picked um, Alexander Rizak. Now, what you and you said earlier on about the uh, when the European fixtures kick in, I think could be a problem because I don't see... I think it's Isaac or Wilson a lot of the time for Newcastle. I can't see both playing. I don't think he'll hang Isaac out on the left wing, which he did a couple of times. I think so again, also, Isaac- now, now that we've got Harvey Barnes... Um, that becomes less of an option, isn't it? Harvey Barnes is, is is likely to be playing that role rather than Isak, as you say. So I think I think you're right. It's one or the other. Yeah. Um, so again, Isak was a bit like Shovel. I just kind of a placeholder, but I did have plenty 
plenty of money left in that situation. So yeah, I, the fact that I didn't use Trent. But yeah, I'm quite happy with it. It looks good. I've got three Newcastle players, which is kind of the first thing every amateur does is put three players from your own team in. Um, so Isaac, I'm, my bench is, I've got too much money on there, but Joe Linton, Botman and Colwell, uh, Levi Colwell. So um, I'm all right with it. 100% it will change at least 200 times between now and August the 10th. Um, and I've got Ariola in there. I've already changed it once since we've been recording because you haven't turned me on. <laughs> so, you know what I said? Oh, I listened to someone and changed my team. Yeah, done it seven minutes ago. So there you go. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, you in, is there anything else uh, you want to steer us towards before we uh, let the people go? Uh, I mean, just keep watching those transfers. I think last year, it was the last week of the transfer window when Andreas Pereira went to Fulham. He was 4.5. He's a gem. So you're going to find there's going to be value here. We might not be with the 3.52 this time in two weeks. It's just there's so much changing going on. It's definitely stuff to watch. And yeah, just, I mean, who knows who's next for the Saudis to come call or who Man United oh. end up signing up front. Because um, yeah. that's the other thing, isn't Man, you could bring another striker in and then and is Rashford yeah, quite would... appealing at 9 million if, if Man United have Killian Mbappé. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I saw Elanga went to Nottingham Forest today and he's 5, 5.5 in the game. So if he's a yeah. starting mid kind of playing up there, could be an option in the midfield, I think. Yeah, and say, things like the the tra- say transfers, um, chips, wild cards, uh, things like that. We'll cover them on a, on a weekly basis on the show um, and the Discord channel as well. So anything you're not sure about, stick uh, questions in the Discord channel. It's a very sharp place to be, and there's a gazillion people in there who will help you out as well. So um, remember to, to follow uh, follow you and and his rotaballer contact uh, con- content. Also, yeah. Did you give out your um, Twitter, uh, your your social information, Ewan, before? I did not, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ewan or you out, E U A N or you out. Yeah, we'll tweet that out as well after the show, but uh, yeah, give you a follow and have a look at what he's got going on. So, tons of content there. Really enjoyed having you on, Ewan. Some really good insight. Uh, I think we're on the same wavelength on a few things, so that gives me a bit of confidence that my my quick uh, run through today was was okay. Um, hopefully, we'll try and get you back on during the season, see how your season's going, and uh, see if you crack that top ten k. Brighton have just gone one nil up against Brentford with uh, Simon and Dingris scored five million pound midfielder. So I think I might stick him in. That's the sort of thing in, I would do. Yeah, the, get him in. Get him in. Five, five million quid. What a hat trick today, Malcolm. Oh shit! Get him in as well. Busy. One. If Kane goes, suddenly yeah. Richarlison's going to fall on a lot of people's radars. Yes, uh, seven million as a midfielder playing exactly. right up front there, and, and potentially, as you say, he could play right up that. Up the middle, if if Kane is is to make a move to Bayern, as people think he will. Um, so yeah, Richarlison's one one to watch out for. That'll, that'll definitely be a bandwagon that could take off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, you, and that was absolutely brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Um, I think we're possibly going to get you on as well to talk about Liverpool. We'll uh, do our Liverpool team preview for our uh, team preview series. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, like I say, get in touch in the usual places. I know you always do. Um, don't forget the uh, the team. The league code um, is CVVQAB. For anything you need to know, just hit us up on Twitter or get in the Discord channel or if you're in the comments section next time we're uh, 
recording the show. Just give us a shout as well. Um, we appreciate it, Ewan. We'll speak to you again soon. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.